Welcome to Share Public Health, the Midwestern Public Health Training Center's podcast connecting you to public health topics, issues, and colleagues throughout our country, highlighting that we all share in public health. Thank you for tuning in to this series of interviews with public health leaders as we learn about different perspectives on current and emerging public health issues. Share Public Health will be taking a break next week, so please tune back in the first week of December. Today, Suzanne Holly from Wichita State University talks with Doris Brown, who's the Executive Director for the Center for Community Preparedness at the Louisiana Department of Health. They'll discuss the skills needed for public health practitioners today, the importance of relationships, seeking mentorship, and how the Louisiana Center for Community Preparedness achieved a third-place ranking in the country for emergency preparedness. Hi, welcome to our leadership series. My name is Suzanne Hawley and I'm from the Midwestern Public Health Training Center. Today we get to talk about key strategic skills in public health, but we get to talk to a real public health leader from a personal perspective. So thank you for joining me today and um, talking with me today. I'm wondering if you could just introduce yourself, share a little bit about you and how you got into public health. Thank you, Suzanne. I am Doris Brown a public health nurse for 38 years. Awesome. And I currently serve as the executive director for the Office of Public Health Bureau of Community Preparedness. My journey started long ago at the mere age of eight. I was running around North Louisiana with my godmother who was an old nurse. Oh. Uh, her husband was a family physician and she did true public health nursing. She was making home visits in the rural community. So at eight, I was exposed to home visiting, care coordination and whatnot. And when I started uh, college and nursing, my nursing program and made it to community health at that time, what it was called, I said, this is what I want to be. Uh -huh. This is what I want to do is public health nursing, yes. So it kind of just brought you home yes. in some ways, it sounds like. It, yes. Wonderful. You know, I'm wondering, um, with all of those experiences you've had, what excites you now most about public health? Uh, it's a very fluid environment. It's constantly changing. Uh, what excites me is that this is the time for us as public health nurses to be front and center, to be the leaders that's needed to help direct and drive the public health system of today and tomorrow. We're the best ones equipped to do this. So we have the big picture. Uh, we understand the individual, the family, the community. So overall, we understand public health and public health nursing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you talk about how fluid and changing public health mm -hmm. is, and um, I, I certainly would want to echo that. I'm wondering in that idea what you think are skills that might be critical to manage that change as a public health professional or lead that change? Well, the first one, of course, is leadership. So as uh, a public health nurse, we have to have the leadership competencies necessary to help guide and direct. And underneath leadership, there are so many different uh, skill sets. Uh, 
that that's needed. How do I communicate effectively? How do I deal with risk communications? If, example, what's going on in the media right now, a measles outbreak. We thought we had eradicated measles in 2000. Uh, now we have cases popping up all over the country. So being able to uh, uh, communicate the disease of the day, I usually call it the disease du jour, mm. uh, what that might be and how we communicate that to the public. How do we make sure that they are not uh, scared, alarmed, and, and really um, afraid that this is going to take out the whole community. So risk communications, having the financial fortitude to help uh, plan budgets, mm -hmm. but uh, do what's necessary in their health departments to write uh, those budgets uh, and help guide where the resources should go. As we talk about other uh, skill sets that's needed from under leadership and you, you're there. Uh, being able to write the grants. Uh, how do we bring in the, the funds to start? And then once you bring them, write the funding uh, grants, uh, how do you look at and manage the funds to make sure that we are uh, spending those funds where they should be and following those deliverables of the grants. So that uh, uh, in itself is very, very important to the future uh, and to the current health departments that we see. So, you know, I'm hearing risk communication, you know, in, in disasters or emergencies mm -hmm. and even written communication yes. to write grants, finance, critical issues, um, which makes me think about the critical skill of strategic um, the strategic skill of persuasive communication. Yes. So I'm wondering um, what other thoughts might you have in terms of um, persuasive communication and its relevance to move public health forward? So, and that is excellent uh, statement uh, from the standpoint of, I think that's what I've had to do my career in leadership and public health. How do I make it a win-win situation for all of us? our partners, uh, how do I communicate to them that uh, it's just as important for you to join forces with us and together we can do more and show the benefit of them partnering with us as a health department, as a local health entity. And when you identify those partners and tell them why, it's not a heavy lift. They really are uh, interested when you can show them. Uh, I work for the State Health Department, and I can keep you up to date on all the changes for your academic program as it relates to funding for APRNs. Bang, win-win situation. Uh, another example, we need the uh, AARP to help us pass legislation regarding volunteer groups and organizations. How is this a win-win situation for the volunteer groups? Well, it identifies them and they won't have the liability if they come in to support us. Who are we taking care of in the shelters? Our seniors. 
So it's a win-win situation for them. So really showing the outcomes from the relationship, the positive outcomes, but also sharing that we all we have the common mission and what that mission is, but how it will benefit them as well as us. So it making it the win-win. Mm-hmm. So you really have to know what their mission is yes. too to mm-hmm. really provide that persuasive communication. And I'm thinking your example, uh, I love your example with AARP because um, here's this national entity that yes. is is also local that you've connected with. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are about how systems thinking uh, skill set has helped you in your role as a leader. And, and that is you have to have the end in mind. I always start with the end in mind and then I back up. And how am I going to get to the end? How am I going to accomplish my goals? And you have to think big picture. You have to have the big perspective in mind and what and who could help me meet and accomplish those goals. Not looking at fragments, not looking at pieces, but really overall uh, having the bigger picture and the bigger picture starting with policy uh, what are the policy implications what uh, are the implications not just from a legislative perspective but from an agency perspective what are the implications in the community what are those informal leaders are saying so really taking all aspects of uh, the community uh, whether it's the judiciary system, the legislative branch, the fake community, really looking at every aspect and saying, uh, now, this is how we will accomplish this. So uh, understanding that, and yes, back to your earlier part, you're going to have to do your research and your homework uh, and make sure you have all of those pieces in place. And when you do go to the table, you have uh, that information, but also having the relationships and how do you build relationships? How do you establish those relationships? And how do you uh, not wait till you need someone and go knock on the door, but you, you're part of the regular dialogue, you're part of a regular conversation uh, on a routine basis. You may not attend the same church, uh, you may not work out at the same health club, but you have common um, interests and, and yeah, you feel the same way about certain issues and problems in the community. Yes. Well, it sounds like you really have um, an appreciation in terms of that systems thinking perspective of the complexities, the multiple complexities of building all these different partnerships. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I almost see this um, focus as you're speaking about these things uh-huh. that, um, you know, over time that you've, you've been able to um, see these complex relationships in a more um, easier, big picture way, which yes. sounds like, you know, it can be a lot to get your head around these yes. ideas, but um, that you've really kind of lived that, uh-huh. built those relationships, um, not not fake, not at the last minute, mm-hmm. but really we've always been here, you've always known what we're about, and, and then um, when there is time for an ask, it's, it's not a surprise and mm-hmm. it might even be expected. 
So um, I think that's um, what I'm taking away from what you're yes, saying. Exactly. And I'm wondering, you know, you said those relationships are key. So um, how do you how do you build those relationships? Well, you start off by you call them up, introduce yourselves. You call them, especially if it's someone, and if it's a new partner, a new individual in town, you introduce yourself, you make yourself available at the chamber business breakfast every year. So you're meeting these non-traditional partners that's not part of public health. So that's an investment. You get up, go to 7.30 breakfast, and you never know which table you're going to be at. It may be a banker. It may be the YWCA director. So you get there, you meet, you talk, uh, you call them up, you pass out your business cards. And it also involves you give, uh, you support them, and in turn, they will support you. So uh, many a Saturday, I'm speaking, uh, going to their programs, uh, attending their health fairs, uh, doing what's necessary uh, to form those relationships. Uh, and I think that's, that's critical uh, in, in the community, but also letting them know and understand that I, we all are vested in our community and improving it. Well, the way you describe it, I, I would really like you to be one of my partners because <laughs> yes. um, you sound very uh, just uh, really authentic and yes. you're, you're really there and you have that credibility, which is, which is wonderful. Um, and um, I, I like how you've shared these ideas from, you know, kind of the big picture mm -hmm. to, you know what, you show up on a Saturday morning and, and you could do the 730 breakfast and yes. really that full spectrum. I'm wondering... Are there any other things that you think would be helpful in terms of what skills, um, ideas would be useful for public health professionals today that, that we haven't talked about or advice you might give to someone just starting out in public health? Yes, find a mentor. Uh, when I started out, it doesn't matter how old you are, you find you a mentor uh, to bounce off, um, to have conversations, dialogues. Uh, someone that um, may be an expert in their given field, someone that may be in an area that you've identified I need to grow in. And you have to uh, seek them out also. Uh, and I've done, uh, I, I had a mentor that was the Assistant Secretary of HHS. I emailed them and stated who I was and why I needed to have a mentor that was strong in policy. And he embraced me and said yes. And so you have to assert yourself at times uh, to communicate <clears throat> these areas and things that you, you want. So as a, someone coming into public health, don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, identify those trailblazers. Even when I was in graduate school many, many years ago, I reached out to the theorists I was using to have a conversation. 
And my professor was most impressed. She said, you literally, I said she was still living, so why not have a phone interview? You just go straight so to the top. You go straight to the source. <laughs> but that's what they teach you, go to the primary source, right? Well, so, I mean, <laughs> you took it to a different level, which is, which is all about that, where you are today. That's it. And so you do. And people say yes. And they say yes. And so what's in it for them and what's in it for me? Make it a win-win. And so it was a win-win for me. And for him, he had uh, an enthusiastic uh, mentee that was full of energy and that wanted to learn and thought the moon rose and sat with him, of course. And so uh, he was very open and, you know, ended up offering me a job in D.C. But, wow. of course, my passion stayed at home with in Louisiana. So, I mean, even now at this, uh, you've become a mentor for others. Yes. And I'm wondering, you know, for that more timid, you know, go right, not maybe go right to the source <laughs> kind of person, um, to, what might you tell them as a mentor, you know, who's done great things if someone's wanting to come to you and so, try? Uh, and that is great because I see that as part of my mission in life also is to help depart what I've learned and my experiences. One of the things that I do on a regular basis is mentor uh, students, graduate students, uh, uh, whether they're undergraduate, graduate uh, students, I mentor them. I also do leadership boot camp in my department. So once a month we conduct, and we change topics. So right now we are on quality improvement, you know. So big ticket for uh, my department is looking at, I'm a green, you know, being a green belt, uh, you know. So going through that process, white belt, yellow belt, green belt. Other uh, critical yes, skills. Critical yeah. skills, How you know, being a public health scientist, what does it mean? How do you take the data to let it drive your programs? How do you uh, learn these things? So yes, when they come to me, I, I tell them uh, several things. You know, you may be shy, but you, you write it down. So what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? And how are you going to get there? And what are those gaps you feel? And we all do the 360s. Have you done that? And so have you had your supervisors and coworkers say what is? And have you participated in any type of leadership development program? Whether it's leadership, example, in Baton Rouge, the chamber does leadership Baton Rouge. So how do you start uh, with that? We had the South Central Public Health Leadership Institute. So how do you jump in and uh, get in those programs? and Ask your supervisor. You have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you'll be surprised and show the benefit to the agency. It will help uh, increase productivity. It, it'll keep us um, on the forefront. And when you, especially with our millennials, and everyone asks, uh, you keep, I say, yes, I keep the millennials close by to help mentor, but to also to help drive our programming and how do we keep it uh, at the forefront. 
how do we rank number three in the country instead of number 50th in the country? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what our emergency preparedness program has been ranked number three in the country oh. for several years. So uh, understanding, your, and keeping a diverse group mm -hmm. uh, of mentees and uh, helping to grow and develop them. Mm -hmm. um, well, those are wonderful insights and it's been great to be with you and learn from you. I'm gonna go straight to the source <laughs> when we're done talking um, or figure out who that, that is for me. So I, I feel inspired. So it's very Thank nice to meet with you today. Me, and this has been a wonderful opportunity. Thank great. you. Thank you so much for joining us today with our leadership series. We hope you will join us again for a future session. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you tune in for the next episode of Share Public Health. Special thanks to our guests and to Katie Brandert, Brandon Grimm, Joy Harris, Roger Heilman, Janine Moody, Melissa Richland, Hannah Schultz, and Lori Wachner with the Midwestern Public Health Training Center. Theme music was composed and produced by Dave Hoeing and Roger Heilman. Funding for this webinar is provided by the Health Resources and Services Administration. Please see the podcast notes for an evaluation and transcript.